At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. Knock, knock. Who's there? Don't look. Just lock your door. This isn't a joke so much as it is a survival tip. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us, and if you're listening, it's you too. So who are we exactly? Well, I can answer <laughs> half that question. <laughs> I'm That's not true. I can answer both halves of that question. I'm Alex Flanagan. And I'm Addison Peacock, and we are the two halves of your Cryptid Keeper host team. And we are just a little bit rusty and a little bit uh, with the giggles today. We've been off for a couple of weeks, so this is a... Uh, well, this isn't the first time we've both been in a room together in several weeks, but it's like the second time yeah. in several weeks we've been in the same room, so. Yeah, it's been like a hot minute. And in our last episode, we weren't in the same room, so. Yeah. We recorded remotely for that one, and then we took a week off, like, like, lazy millennials. So um, basically, I just hardly know who you are anymore. <laughs> Oh, no. But that's okay. Who are uh, who are you going to tell us about this week? Oh, I guess that's what really matters. So, um, I'll put a little... What'd you do? Nothing. I've done nothing wrong ever in my life. <laughs> so I'm going to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, but uh, I'm also going to talk about right now that, and this also might be really anticlimactic, maybe I'm the only one who finds this really creepy, but the cryptid I'm covering today is uh, like a more modern urban legend figure that has given me my fair share of like spooky feels late at night, like not wanting to look out the window or answer the door. So like it gets a little, little spookier and a little less silly than often. Do. You don't so, have enough faith in me. <laughs> I have a lot of faith in you, right? Alex will make it silly no matter what. Um, so what I'm going to be talking about today is the phenomenon of black-eyed children or black-eyed kids. And it's not like uh, that fun, like, is it Van Morrison's? It's not like, you my black-eyed kid. It's not like that. That's definitely exactly how that song goes. Got it in one. <laughs> Go on. Do you remember when <laughs> we used to say, ah! <laughs> Shouts forever. <laughs> Do they shout? Do they make that noise? <laughs> I wish. No, um, I will tell you exactly what they are. Uh, according to the Cryptids Wiki, this is where I'll start kind of as my baseline. Um, they are a fairly recent phenomenon, supposedly, of eerie children with very pale skin and black eyes going around asking people for seemingly harmless favors. They ask to come into a house, get let into a car to get a ride somewhere. They they have to be invited to come inside, so there's speculation with crossover between them and vampire lore. There's also a lot of other weird theories about them that I'll go into soon, but basically they are creepy-looking children that ask for seemingly harmless favors. So they're sort of like the reverse of like what they teach you as a child, which is don't like go with anywhere with strange adults. This is like, don't give favors to strange children. Don't let them in your car. Don't let them in your house. Um, when you say fairly recent, how recent are they? Um, 1996. Oh, wow. Is the first recorded sighting. So, like, pretty pretty dang recent. No, like, pretty dang recent. Like, the last thing I personally covered was Spring Hill Jack, which began in, like, the 1830s. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
about 160 years later. Yeah, and much, much later than hellhounds, which date back like thousands of years. <laughs> exactly, exactly. People in their presence describe feeling an intense amount of fear and dread. They're often being described as being in an almost catatonic state or like a hypnotic state, uh, like when interacting with them or like a trance state. And then they usually appear to be between the ages of about six and 16. So far, everything you're describing just describes the way I felt last time I saw one of the Twilight movies in a theater. <laughs> there were no black eyes. I feel surrounded. <laughs> I feel like vaguely a sense of dread as I'm in a, a theater full of people six to 16 with pale skin and dark eyes asking for like small favors. <laughs> <laughs> what did they ask of you, Alex? Maybe you weren't in a very safe place. The thing hey, about them is... can you just stand up for a second so I can get in that seat next to you? Thanks. That's fine. The thing about them is there's kind of dissenting opinions about like what they actually do there is the sort of theory that either they're there is the theory that they're sort of like a banshee type creature which is like they're not inherently evil but they are a bad omen Mm -hmm. and then there's the theory that they are malicious and want to get you alone for some reason or get into your home for some reason for malicious intent to eat you or to kill you or to replace all your books with stephanie meyer novels yes exactly oh no washington sightings i'm afraid there are sightings uh in abilene texas and portland oregon largely that's the two uh largest areas where sightings have been reported but what i wanted to go into first before i go into a little bit more of the lore is the most famous sighting of a black eye, black eyed children, which is also sort of the, the origin of it kicking off as a big legend mm-hmm. as a whole, which was a posting in 1998 written by a Texas based reporter named Brian Bethel. And Brian Bethel has appeared on the television series Monsters and Mysteries in America and wrote an article for the Abilene Texas Reporter News describing his experience. So, this is someone that could be considered in many ways like a fairly reputable source. He's a reputed veteran journalist and columnist at Reporter News, and he wrote this up for the first time in 1998, but reported it in 1996. This is his account. So on a spring evening in 1996, Brian Bethel was making his way to his internet service provider, Camelot Communications' office. I don't know, that's a lot of details. He was going to pay off his bills, his internet bill. He, as he, I love the way this account is written, as he innocently scribbled on a check in the dimly lit area before the theaters, intending to drop it in the office's drop slot, little did he know that this was to be his most frightening night ever. So he was sitting in his car in the parking lot, writing out his check, going, and he was going to go drive because it was after hours, drop it in the box. When two boys, aged nine and 12, came about, he didn't ask, came knocking at his window. The boys he described were a curly-headed young man and a red-headed, freckled young man. They wore hooded pullovers, you know, as the youths do. And the first boy explained that the two of them had come to watch a premiere of a movie at the theater, had forgotten their money at their mother's house. They requested a ride to their mother's house to fetch the money and get back to the theater. All the while, as conversation ensued, Bethel was consumed by an irrational fear. The boy tried to convince him with assurances like, it wouldn't take long. We're just two little kids. We don't have a gun or anything. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what? You know, as children say. Of all of the most innocuous things for a child to say to you. That's like, I, I love that so much. We're just two kids. It's not like we have a gun. <laughs> Which is a really suspicious thing to say to somebody. Yeah, really. To point out that you don't have a weapon. 
But anyway. It's like, come on, I'm just Owen Wilson. I'm not a skinwalker. Mm-hmm. I don't have a <laughs> antlers. Come on, I don't have antlers. So I'm not going to shed my skin in front of you or anything. <laughs> he reached to open his car door when he suddenly broke his vision of the boy and came to notice that uh, he suddenly like looked uh, away from the one boy to the next and noticed that they had coal black eyes. Eyes he described as, and this is a direct quote from Mr. Brian Bethel, the sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late night television. Soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. I know I'm not supposed to laugh, but there's so many things about this. Okay, the kind of eyes one sees these days on aliens. You know, what the aliens are doing these days. You can't keep track of them. I do love that. That's pretty good. But then, I'm sorry, what was that, like, very poetic description? Like, swaths of starless night? Soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. Who supposedly wrote this article? Because I really think it's this man writing about himself. Well, no, this was the quote of him. Yes, I know. But I mean, like, this whole article, I think that's, like, there's no way somebody, like, came up with that quote right after a traumatic situation. That's, like, he sat down his typewriter later and he's, like, um, anonymously writing about this gentleman. Here's the beautiful thing he had to say. I do think this is a quote from his original written account from 1998. So, like, to whom was this account given? Oh, he wrote it. Uh, I meant to mention that. I'm so sorry. He wrote his initial account um, uh, as part of a ghost-related mailing list in the uh, Abilene, Texas area in 1998. A ghost-related mailing list? (laughs) A ghost. That's all I got for you. A ghost-related mailing list. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm not done. I did not realize that 1998 was such an imperceptible world to me. <laughs> 1998, Texas. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I got you. I got you. So, trying to keep his behavior normal, Bethel muttered a few excuses, pulled at the gear, and rushed away with his car. As he stared in the rearview mirror, he found that the children had just vanished within seconds. This incident uh, allegedly took place between 9.30 and 10 p.m. that night, an incident he could never forget. He sent private emails to a trusted few about his experiences, but soon his story spread like wildfire on the internet. Thus, the personal experience of this famed journalist was soon shared by thousands of others, some legit, some fake, but enough for the BEKs to be regarded as a modern paranormal phenomenon. So that's Brian Bethel and sort of the origin of the legend a little bit. And from there, it sort of bloomed and just, like, started popping up all over, actually, where it is very prominent. I actually, for the first time, pulled some stuff from the Creepypasta wiki because, as any new urban legend will do, and actually, I think we last talked about Creepypastas with uh, Skinwalkers, as with any urban legend or really interesting lore to kind of pull from and play with, uh, you will get horror writers going, oh, give me some of that. Right, sure. Um, so there's a whole section of the Creepypasta wiki talking about how they work in uh, fiction and has some very, very fun expansions on the lore that I like a mm-hmm. lot. So um, they're young people, often children with eyes that are solid black with no differentiation between the sclera, pupil, or iris, occasionally reported to have blue or bluish tinted skin like that of a corpse. Which is fun. And in, in the stories, they uh, are often seen playing games and singing the nursery songs, Old Man Long Legs, 
Or he jumped into a bramble bush, which are neither of those nursery rhymes I've ever heard of in my life. I haven't heard any of those either. I don't know, but I like them. They appear to be unusually confident yet shy children who avoid your gaze and look down, hiding their eyes, but speak with an eloquency far beyond their apparent age. Which honestly, to me, just kind of sounds like any garden variety, like, shy kid who reads a lot. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's like, I was like that. I may have been a black-eyed child. Yeah, maybe I was too, honestly. Wow, weird. <gasps> Uh-oh. I wasn't, I hope this wasn't you. Often using the mannerisms and speech patterns of an adult, they occasionally even speak with the voice of an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. This is fascinating to me because there's a lot in, like, the horror canon just about children being inherently creepy, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's something weird about kids doing scary stuff in the same way that I don't know. It's just like there are types of horror that are more terrifying when they come from different mm-hmm. types of people. And I don't know what it is about the visual cues of like children yeah. that make us freaked out a little bit. Well, like, because this is a common thing, right? I mean, the children of the corn thing, mm-hmm. or um, there's another Stephen King short story or short film about yeah. similarly creepy kids. They're like, it's, it's kind of a trope. Yeah. Um, well, I think, f- in my opinion, um, Horror is rooted in the subversion of expectation, right? Right. And this is, there's a lot of, I mean, there's debate about whether or not this is true, but we perceive as a culture children to be inherently good and inherently innocent and to possess an inherent purity that we lose as we get older. And so already even just children that behave to adult is very unsettling. Mm -hmm. Like children that speak too too in too worldly of a way or children like um the most the creepiest part of the exorcist before stuff really got, starts to go buck wild is when reagan starts as like this little like sweet girl saying like really really messed up stuff like um and like really really vulgar stuff out of nowhere so that's already very disturbing when children behave so uncharacteristically so i think it's a very easy thing it's a very easy way to subvert expectation yeah sure i remember seeing um the good son with oh man when i was too young to watch that movie it was terrifying and it's still in my opinion one of like the greatest slash most disturbing movies ever made simply because like it's profoundly upsetting to me that you could put like no child actor is that good is what i'm saying yeah so you watch it and it's like yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like, it's it's a little uncomfortable when kids start doing certain things that, like, they shouldn't be able to do. And, like, as an actor, there's no way Macaulay Culkin should have had experiences he could have drawn on to portray that character accurately. So it creeps you out because then your mind is kind of like, what happened yeah. to this kid to make them this way? And I think it's almost that which mm-hmm. is more terrifying to us than the kid itself. It's the idea of, like... Something must have happened to shape this being with this experience. Oh, absolutely. And so the idea of something terrifying happening to a child is intrinsically awful to us. It's like the worst thing a lot of people can think of. And so I think that is part of what's so scary about it. It's not a kid having these adult characteristics. It's our mind going to the next step and saying, why does this kid have these characteristics? What happened to them? What kind of monster would do something to a child? Absolutely. And so I think that's part of it. And then I think that something like the the black eyed kids, for example, uh, merge that. I'm gonna with need like, you to say black eyed children because when you say black eyed kids, it sounds to me like it's supposed to be like a boy band or something, and I'm not. That's not working. <laughs> the black eyed children or the BEKs. Or yeah, the see, BECs. no, now it just sounds like a boy band again. Stop. The black eyed children. We'll come back to that. No, no, no. We're not really. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. We maybe. probably will. We probably will. Uh, but the black eyed children, I think, also uh, bring in 
the issue of like the uncanny valley and like when something looks like the reason we don't like um like if these if these descriptions are accurate the reason we don't like mannequins or dolls or really hyper realistic like dummies and stuff is because they make our brains think of dead bodies because they exhibit human characteristics but are very clearly not alive oh man Um, i can talk all day about the uncanny valley yeah i love the uncanny valley i think it's fascinating but so to not only have something that is a child subverting that expectation and behaving like very adult and very strange and very aggressive in a way that children do not behave, but to have it also look human but not quite creates a cocktail of very, very, very creepy stuff, you know? Well, children exist in the Uncanny Valley already, actually, a lot of the time, because we recognize them as human, but their proportions are just enough off that sometimes it makes our brains uncomfortable. Oh, is that why children make me nervous? Well, okay, I can't answer that. <laughs> You're going to have to go to somebody else for that. I'm not going to get paid enough, <laughs> all right, nor all right. do I have the proper licensure. But, all right, fair. Um, kids have different proportions than human, like than adult human, <laughs> you know, than people. <laughs> kids are different than Kids people. are people. That's not what I mean. But like children, the proportion of their head to their body is different. The proportion of their eyes to the rest of their face is different. And the proportion of like their ears to the rest of it, like it's all off their limbs are not quite proportioned the same way as adult humans because they haven't grown into everything yet so Mm -hmm. especially babies like there's some people who are so freaked out by the way babies look and it's because like they look like wrinkly old people but they're very small and their proportions are weird (laughs) right so like your brain instinctively doesn't know what to do with it oh man so actually oh that's really interesting i like that a lot because um the sort of primal fear response to something like the black-eyed children reminds me of what we talked about before with like aliens and like mm-hmm. gray sightings and how your brain sees a thing that just doesn't quite match up and just kind of shuts down because it doesn't know what to do we also talked about it a little when we were talking about um fairies and changeling yes. children how like when you see something that you expect it to look one way and it looks just slightly different like you need to have an explanation for it it's, otherwise your brain will go crazy it's the visual equivalent of thinking you're tape, taking a sip of water and it turns out to be milk <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I should have said Sprite. When in your life have you ever looked at a glass of water and thought, hmm, milk time treat? <laughs> I should have said Sprite. <laughs> I felt that it was wrong, but I said it anyway. <laughs> I should have said when you think it's Sprite or water and it turns out to be the other one. No, it's okay. You were breaking the fourth wall. It added to the weirdness of the <laughs> expectation. Because then for me, it was this moment of like, you know when you expect your friend to make one joke and she makes something completely impl- like imperceptible? <laughs> Oh, I'm keeping you on your toes like a black-eyed child. Wow. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in a long time. I don't know how it goes. It's brown-eyed girl, first of all. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's on my Jimmy Buffett playlist. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Have you never heard Jimmy Buffett sing brown-eyed girl? I haven't. I only know the Van Morrison one. He does okay. a great job with it. I'm sure he does. Big fan of the work um, of Mr. Buffett. We love Mr. James Buffett here on The Cryptid Keeper. But anyway, I uh, while I was uh, trying to pull up my other sightings, I found some more about my guy, um, my, uh, my my guy Brian, his uh, his sighting. And there was a quote in this one that was, this is like the actual verbatim of his original like write up mm-hmm. of it that was missing from the other one that I found very, very interesting. And this is a reminder of, this is uh, that uh, vampire type lore. This reminds me of Let the Right One In or oh, something yeah. right here because you've got... Um, his words, this is talking about one of the children, his words full of anger echo in my mind even today. We can't come in unless you tell us, tell us it's okay. Let us in. That was also me as a child. (laughs) I can't do it unless you tell me it's okay. Well, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, oh my gosh, he's just done so much stuff. He's been like talking to so many people about this and more and more people have claimed to see it. And it's like, I don't know. 
He says this too. He says, are all of these accounts true? Unlikely. Are there enough to at least reinforce my belief that I encountered something truly strange? Definitely. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about, like, the psychological aspect of where this would come from. What about, like, physically? Like, if, and of course, black-eyed children are real, but if they're not, what are these people seeing? Is it just a whole bunch of, like, weird encounters with small children that people are all, like, just so freaked out about in the middle of the night? Well, that's what I'm wondering. All I can think of is, and this is me getting on my, like, scientist horse for a minute. I can't can't vouch for the little kids, Mm -hmm. but for, like, older figures... And, like, teenagers approaching you at night trying to get into your house or trying to get into your car, um, and their eyes looking really dark, all I can think is they're on some kind of drug that would make yeah. the pupil really enlarged and just, like, look. And then be behaving erratically, be behaving strangely, sure. and maybe avoiding eye contact because they know that they, they don't want to get caught. Right, And yeah. then being on something like, say... Um, or, like, hey, I need money yeah. because uh, movie tickets. Yeah, exactly. You being know. on, like, some something like an ecstasy or something like that that makes the pupils expand really, really wide and could, especially at night, make it look like your eyes are black. Mm-hmm. So, hello? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about creepy people. <laughs> I thought I'd just... Slip on in here. Damn it, Owen. Come on, man. We talked about this. You got to call ahead. You can't just show up. That's not what people do. But I'm not a person. I'm not a person. I'm not like other people, Addison. (laughs) I know. I forgot. I'm sorry. That was offensive of me. Um, And uh, so some fun quick theories about them before I get into some more sightings. Because there are hecka sightings. So many. Um, the theories that they are, there are some theories that they are, there's like the vampire lore theory, which is like a little out there, she said on her cryptid podcast. Um, but then there's also the theory that they are regular children who have been demonically possessed. Okay. Or they are some sort of human alien hybrid. I like that one a lot. Like that one a lot. That's neat. Especially if you factor in like those sightings that talk about them having like bluish tinted skin and like maybe not like... Behaving kind of strangely. Maybe they look like children, but because they're human-alien hybrids, they, like, age differently or, like, grow weirdly, and they're actually, like, adults. You know what I want now? What? I want, like, a really wholesome and delightful, like, quirky children's movie, like, animated children's movie that's about one of these black-eyed children who, like, comes from a home where he spends, like, half his time with his Martian dad and half his time (gasps) with his human mom, and he's just trying to fit in at his elementary school, but everybody thinks he's real creepy. Aww. There is a Black Eyed Children movie, but it is not that. No, I, that's what I want. It's a Black Eyed Children horror movie called Black Eyed Children Let Me In. It's now that's a little point. confusing. It sounds like you're talking to the Black Eyed Children. Black Eyed Children colon. Uh, okay, I thought I was like Black Eyed Children comma <laughs> Let Me In. No, Black Eyed Children colon Let Me In. Um, it has 3.1 out of 10 stars on IMDb. That's a little over a quarter of the possible stars. So this is promising. It stars um, Candace C.J. Johnson as a reporter trying to uncover the mysteries of black-eyed children. Anyway, <laughs> and unfortunately, there's a lot of debate surrounding the only bit of video evidence of black-eyed children because this video came out on MSN around the time they were starting to promote this movie. So people are like, mm, gotcha. is this a cross-promotional thing that just didn't go very well? Um, which is unfortunate because I love when there's video. I love oh, when yeah, there's video sure. of the stuff. There's, like, some great video of, like, a lot of different cryptids we talked about, supposedly. But the, um, the even more called into question than usual is this particular video because it coincided with the release of a movie. Sure. Now, a but, thought occurs to me. What? And I do just want to say before we talk about it that, like, this is, again, as you mentioned earlier, this is a concept that's, like, a little bit upsetting. So I don't want to 
handle it in delicately, but um, I have listened to a few different speakers about human trafficking. And when you're talking about how possibly the older kids could be like having to, you know, interact with these people, try to get money or like suspicious behavior, it occurs to me that a lot of that is hallmarks of like human trafficking as well. And particularly the smaller children could potentially, I mean, it could have been interactions with kids who are being sent out to ask for money or- Oh no. Yeah, it's not great. I liked it better when it was creepy and fun and not sad. Well, I know. I know. No, it's very important to talk about it, I'm not saying. I just am like, I hope not. But again, I do think that ties into somewhat of the inherent terror of, like, noticing a child and seeing them in a situation where a child should not be. Yeah. And your brain just not knowing what to do with it. And so having right. to parse it as something other than what it is because the reality of that situation is too troubling. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with that. And I'm going to go right along with the thing you just said and say I liked it better when it was Vampire Kids. Yeah, it's better when it's Vampire Kids. I hope it's Vampire Kids. Actually, what I really hope it is is Alien Babies. Um, I also want it to be Alien Babies. Thank you. An Alien Baby Boy Band is really what I'm hoping for with Black Eyed Kids. B-E-K! The Alien Baby Boy Band. Okay, and so... Black Eyed Kids on the block. <laughs> you got there. It, eventually, Yeah. Boys to black eyed kids? Boys to bla- black eyed boys to black eyed men? Black eyed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, good. Um, so, the amazingly named Chelsea Dagger on the lineup.com. Yeah, on the lineup.com has a compilation of six terrifying encounters that people have reported with black eyed children. So, I wanted to dive into some of these really quickly, which is fun, because I wanted to talk about some accounts other than Brian Bethel. Um, who is my dude and my guy and my bro, um, and wrote that original en- encounter, but I wanted to cover some more. Um, so we've got six quick little black-eyed children encounters here. So number one, children in the snow. I love the way these are written, too. They're very cinematic. All right. In January of 2016, not too long ago, I added that. That was editorializing. Oh, that was good. A woman in Vermont made the tragic mistake of letting two black-eyed children into her home. A blizzard was raging outside when she heard a faint knocking on her front door. A boy and girl stood there, shivering, begging to use her phone. Unnerved by their presence, the woman nevertheless let them in and went to retrieve her phone. After the children walked into the light of the family room, the woman realized their eyes were completely black. As she stared at them in horror, her husband's nose began to bleed at the same time and the power suddenly went out. After what felt like an eternity, the children spoke in unison, saying their parents had arrived. The woman watched as the two quietly left her house and entered a nondescript black car with a man in a suit. Wait, okay. Men in black. I love that. (laughs) I love that so much. I love the idea of these tiny, creepy children just being like, our parents have arrived (laughs) and then leaving. Oh, man. There's more. There's more to the story that's kind of sad. Okay, I'm sorry. What if, like, that... You know, like, when you're a kid, and especially when we were in elementary school growing up, and, like, people were so worried about their children getting into strange cars or strange houses, they were like, there will be a password for anybody that's, like, supposed to pick you up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and their parental password is just, now remember, if it's real, like, if it's really us that's there, the nearest humans around, their noses will start bleeding profusely, and the power will flicker. <laughs> that's how you'll know. It's us, your alien parents. Um, I'm sorry, that gets a little sad. Um, not long after the strange encounter, the woman's husband was diagnosed with severe skin cancer. Oh, God. 
From exposure to the radioactive alien babies. Right. But also, like, this could be completely unrelated. I know correlation doesn't equal yeah, causation. This, I know. In my in my extremely logical scientist brain, However, <laughs> I'm upset that they would dare to correlate this. She began to suffer from regular nosebleeds afterward as well. That happens all the time. I know. They lived in, like, Texas. Like, it's dry. You're going to get nosebleeds. Actually, it was Vermont. That's It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. They're in the um, same country. I know. Uh, number two. All work and no play. Ooh, I love these subtitles. I love these titles. Um, Chelsea Dagger, you have an amazing name. Oh, wait a minute. It's a, I think this is a pen name because that's also the name of a song by the Fratellis. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to say anything. No, it's probably a pen name, but I still love it. Or they wrote the song about her. Oh my God. Chelsea, please write in and tell us, did they write the Fratellis song about you? You're really cool. Okay. All work and no play. In 2010, a man known as... Noetic, encountered two black-eyed teenagers outside his place of work. It was an ordinary July night in Ohio, and he was in the middle of a night shift. Craving a cigarette, he stepped outside the building and noticed two teenage boys across the street, which is already something you don't want. Teenagers at night. Youths. I'm, I'm scared the youths. of... I'm 21. I'm scared of teenagers. It's fine. Um, as he smoked, he realized that the boys were staring at him. Weary, he returned to the safety of his cubicle and tried to refocus on his work, only to see through the security cameras that the boys had appeared in front of his building, motioning for him to come outside. Fed up, he went to the door, contemplating whether or not he should call the police. As if they had read his mind, the boys insisted that such an action was unnecessary. All they needed was to use a phone. He refused. He watched in horror as one of the boys continued to stare up at the security camera while the other ventured to the back of the building watching the camera as though they could see what he was doing. With frayed nerves, he contacted the police, watching the teenagers on the video feed the entire time. When the officer arrived on the screen, he could not locate the teenagers anywhere, despite the fact that the man never tore his eyes away from the video feed. So, like, was he still seeing the kids and the officer just wasn't? Or, like, he stopped watching to greet... The police officer. And then they were gone. They were gone. I think so. it doesn't specify. I like it better if he sees them on the camera, but they're not there to the officer. Yeah, but I don't know if cool. that's true. I'm not going to, like, editorialize because um, it's already pretty buck wild. Um, number three, the boy by the truck. On March 17th, 2008, a 12-year-old boy had a bone-chilling experience in an outlet parking lot. This is the first non-adult recording this story, too, mm-hmm. which is fun. I like this. While waiting in his mother's truck... For his mother to finish getting a haircut, he saw a boy walking across the parking lot. Thinking it might be a friend from school, the boy banged on the window until the other boy turned around. Realizing it was not his friend, the boy in the truck watched in confusion as the strange kid walked up and stared through the window. The boy caught one one glance at the other boy's solid black eyes and knew he must be staring into the face of evil. You must let me in, the black-eyed boy demanded. Panicked, the boy in the car crouched under the glove compartment. After several minutes, the black-eyed boy finally disappeared. When the boy's mother returned to the truck, she informed her son that the black-eyed child had come into the salon, demanding the keys to her vehicle. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) This kid. No, I'm trying to imagine, like, I'm in, like, finishing up my, like, haircut or whatever, and, like, one of my brothers is out in the car, and this kid just comes in and just, like, points at you while you're in the chair and is like, I need your keys. (laughs) Who is this child? Where is your mother? Yeah. If you didn't know the outside context of, like, the spooky stuff, it's just very silly. Like, yeah. Well, here's the other thing that's interesting to me is that, like, so far you haven't read any stories of anything that these creatures actually do. 
Well, that's what I've found when I read about it is that for the most part, the the wonder is like if there's something aside from that one woman's encounter where they immediately left, if there's something that happens when you comply with them or let them into wherever you yeah. are. Because almost every encounter supposedly that comes up is people getting away or denying to let them in. So, like, what happens if you do is where I think... Yeah, which is, like, weird. But I'm just saying you would think there would be at least one encounter. You would. Of someone who, like... I could do a fun little Google right now and just go, what happens if I let black-eyed children in? Oh, please do that. What happens if... And then I'm going to get back to these sightings because I like them. What happens if I let my tattoo dry out? No. What happens if I let... I know. Oh, my God. There it is. It's a predicted result. What happens if you let a black-eyed child in? It's from all the people who have Googled that while black-eyed children are at their door. I think this is oh, this is the account we already read of the woman who let them in. And she says that they gave her uh, ailments. It's the lengthier account. With the nosebleeds? Yeah. It just says... um. Yeah, it says, lock your doors, call the police, and wait for morning. Don't make the same mistake I did. But I want to know what they do. I want to know if they do anything really, really spooky. No, there's not, like, anything. I mean, like, skin cancer is pretty spooky, but, like, there's it no is, way of knowing. but there's no way of knowing that's, that's what did it, you know? Because skin cancer is not that uncommon. Oh, well. Let's just say, like, how about, like, don't try to find out? <laughs> Isn't it better to I mean, I guess. Alex. I guess. I already, like, I've already accepted you're going to pet weird dogs, yes. but can you not let weird children into your car or your house? I can try. <laughs> Alex, please. <laughs> Alex, please. It's just so fascinating to me, though, the idea of these kids who just, like, come up and, like, make these demands, like, these very <laughs> innocuous demands, like, like, you're a 12-year-old kid, and another 12-year-old kid really needs to get in your car immediately. <laughs> like, that's so much. Like, first of all, why would you ever do that? Like, but also... What a weird thing. I know. You know. This is so strange. It's like, I need in your car. <laughs> Give me your keys. <laughs> like, why? You're the most ineffective uh, hijacker ever. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. All right. I got I got a couple more for you. I know we're approaching the end here, but I got a couple more for you. And then I'm going to have a, and then I got some, I got a fun question for you. Okay. All right. So, bumps in the night. Uh, that's a little cliche. All right. Give Chelsea a break, all right? Um. One night, a man was dozing in the spare bed in his infant daughter's room when he heard a strange bump outside his house. Initially, the man thought nothing of it, believing it to be the family cat. But the thumps continued. The man checked the porch, but the cat was nowhere to be found. He then walked into the kitchen and found two figures loitering outside his front door. They knocked on the door. Both were boys, around 10 or 11, and gave off a pungent, moldy odor. Oh. Ugh. He smelled it through the door? Yeah. Yeah, strong. May we use your telegraph, one of the boys said, looking up at the man. It's okay, continue. Like, this is, it knows. To his horror, the man realized both boys had eyes that were completely black. Ignoring the odd remark about a telegraph, the man told the boy he didn't have service in his house and shut the door. As the man slowly made his way back to his daughter's room, the two boys thumped on the walls. The man clutched his daughter to his chest as the boys incessantly knocked against the window. Their eerie eyes and awful persistence made the man too scared to fall asleep. He remained crouched on the floor of the room for several hours, fighting to ignore the knocks that occurred every couple of minutes. The moment his wife's alarm clock went off, the knocking ceased, and the black-eyed children were nowhere to be seen. I like that one because the fact that one of them asked for a telegraph tells me that they're vampire children. Yeah, that's interesting. And if they smell like mold and death and stuff, they're defo vampire children. Yeah, that definitely is an account that more solidly 
lines up with the idea that they're sort of like these weird undead yeah. beings. Especially the, I love the telegraph thing. I know, isn't that amazing? I was afraid it wasn't going to say anything about it. And then the yeah. man was like, weird, telegraph. Um, like, excuse me? <laughs> um, all right, got two more for you. Real quick, real quick. This is the only, this is a Halloween one. Tricks and, oh, treats and tricks. Treats and tricks and treats and tricks. You know, if you say it all enough, it's like beatboxing, like boots and cats. No, it's not. Um, tricks and treats and 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 treats and tricks and treats and tricks and No, I was. Oh, we're supposed to freestyle. Oh, I don't know how to freestyle. Who do you think I am? A BK, a member of that famous boy band? No. All right, so one October day. A man was walking up to his front door when he realized that his neighbor hadn't set out his typical array of Halloween decorations. He spotted his neighbor and asked him about it. The neighbor informed him that a terrifying experience the year prior deterred him from participating in Halloween that year. It was around midnight, the neighbor recounted, when he heard a knock on the door. Thinking it was a band of late-night trick-or-treaters. Excuse me? The man grabbed a bowl of candy and shuffled to the door. (laughs) Come on, buddy. He swung the door open and was about to greet the two male teens. When his body became rigid with fear. Both boys had pitch black eyes void of any white around their irises. One of the boys asked to come in and use the phone. Luckily, as he was overwhelmed with dread, the man refused. Now, to be fair, I'm not going to buy into that one because it's literally was on Halloween and you can buy contact lenses. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that look would not freak me out on Halloween. Like, if anything on Halloween, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm going to use the phone. Like, I'd be like, cool look. Well, I'd be a little nervous because a lot of the time teens get up to mischief on Halloween. Yeah. And, like, vandalize and stuff so i'd be like a little nervous but the eyes but i wouldn't be consumed with dread because someone had weird contacts yeah exactly that's the thing isn't it that's the thing in it in it in it in so it last crossed. one this is a great one because it's almost like something we would talk about but not quite so number six cryptic beauty or should i say cryptid beauty i hope you know that i have been waiting all episode for the chance to call these things crypt kids <laughs> and this seemed like the right time. <laughs> Crypt kids! Crypt kids! Crypt kids! Yeah! Oh, that's really good. Alex, I can't believe you held off that long. The so, moment it wasn't right. It wasn't right. You just gotta trust me on this. There wasn't... You're right. It wasn't there. One evening, a recluse living in British Columbia decided to see a scary flick at the local movie theater. I'm putting on a voice for this. I don't know what it is. Already on edge because of the film, he leapt from his chair when he heard a knock on his door later that night. With each step he took toward the door, the man felt a sense of dread flood down his spine. (laughs) Nevertheless, something compelled him to open the door. Standing on the front porch was a beautiful teenaged girl. The man guessed she was about six feet tall and had beautiful blonde hair. May I enter the premises? The girl asked, looking up at the man with solid black eyes. Horrified by what he saw, the man screamed and slammed the door in her face. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) He marched to his bedroom, pulled out a gun, and sat in a chair in the corner until morning. Yikes on bikes! Hours later, the man went to retrieve his mail. The black-eyed team was nowhere to be found, but the word soon was etched into his front door. (laughs) Yikes on bikes! That's the end. Wow. I love this beautiful, like, tall recluse who just wanted to, like, see a movie and then just screamed at a girl when he opened his door. A six-foot-tall girl. Yeah. Who nonetheless was, like, looking up at him. So this was a very tall man. That's true. That's very true. Can you imagine, though, you open the door and someone's like, hello, may I come in? And you just yell and slam the heckin' door. 
Okay, so now I feel like a wuss because it seems a lot less creepy than I remember it being because I've read many, of many, many a creepypasta about black-eyed kids and I always found them very, very creepy because little ch- I'm on a level with you guys. I'm already, like, a little afraid of kids. Like, a little bit. Not, like, all the time, but enough that if a child came up and bothered me at, like, night when I was in my car, I would be freaked out. Or if a child knocked on my door alone without an adult, I'd be very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's um, Let alone if they're talking very formally, smell like death, and have pitch black eyes. That gets to me about just about anybody, though, not just children. <laughs> well, okay. Well, black-eyed people are also what they're called, but it's just that okay, they tend to manifest fair. as children. Or appear as children, I guess. I don't know. But I've got a quick little question for you. You think that Black Eyed Kids sounds like a boy band, right? I do. I absolutely do. So I have a question for you. What do you think that their uh, number one single is? And what do you think that their national tour would be called? Ooh. Oh, I love this. Okay. okay. So a boy band, right. Because it seems like they're mostly boys. Like, there was the one boys. account about, like, the six-foot-tall blonde girl. Mm-hmm. But all the rest of them seem to be... Seem to be boys. And little, too. The tall little girl boys. The tall girl confuses me. I think maybe she might have been a fairy or something. It's possible. Um, anyway. But, yeah. So, okay. So, they're a boy band. Uh, I think their number one single is Can I Use Your Phone. <laughs> oh, man. But and it's the Let Me In Tour. Oh, the Let Me In Tour. Let Me In To Your Heart, Girl. Let Me Into Your Heart, Girl. Yes, that's very Hey, girl, good. let me into your heart and use your phone to call you. Hey girl, it's okay. So it's it's hey girl, let me into your heart. <laughs> it's hey girl, let me in parentheses to, to your, your heart. heart with the number two. With the number two, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> the album cover is like lenticular, like you you move it back and forth, and you like see them like blow you a kiss. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna say you see their eyes turn from like a different color to black. Oh, that too. No, it does that as they're blowing. <laughs> um, yes, good. And I'm trying to think of other song names for them. Oh my gosh, right? Um, Telegraph is definitely one of their songs. <laughs> Telegraph. Uh, and it, it sounds exactly like Nickelback's photograph. <laughs> Look at this telegraph. <laughs> Are we going to get sued for that? Okay, yeah, by Nickelback. Here, take your five cents. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex, please. <laughs> um, their songs. I'm thinking like, they definitely have a song about, like, standing on your doorstep, like, begging you to take them in. Yeah. I mean, that's already, like, most boy bands. Exactly. So I'm saying, like, that they definitely own that in their canon. Like, they're kind of polite, honestly. They ask. They have, a they have like, a remake of that old blues song, Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue, except it's Don't It Make My Black Eyes Blue. I had to clap for that because it's very good. Thank you, thank you. It's a good remix. And then, of course, they do their own version of Brown Eyed Girl. Of course they do. Black Eyed Girl. Black Eyed Girl. And it's about the beautiful, tall, six-foot... <laughs> blonde girl. Blonde the girl. very beautiful girl. She's in all their music videos. Oh, my gosh. She's dating the bass player. She's dating the bass player. They don't play their instruments. They're a boy band. Yeah, I know. But he, like, pretends... To, like, he holds the bass player. Oh, I get you. Shoots. Oh, I get you. I get you. I get you. Perfect. Amazing. Amazing. And don't worry. They wear lots of cologne, so you can't smell their, like, moldy their death Their moldy death smell. odor. So what do we think? Do we think they're aliens? Do we think they're demons? Or do we think they're uh, vampires? I mean, I think that or those things are thing. not necessarily, like, irreconcilable. Because, like, there's I'm no sorry. Sing- I'm sorry, are you telling me vampire aliens? I'm saying it's possible. We as a human species have a very narrow concept of alien life forms, right? Because we all, we inherently want to make them... We, we Andromeda Strain is about this, and it's great. It's about, like, the idea that we are incapable of perceiving of a life form that is not inherently human in nature. 
Yeah. Like, no matter how many arms we put on it or how many heads we give it or, like, what it, like we assume it operates on the same basic principles as a human. And I'm saying, like, vampire aliens are not out of the question. Yeah. It's possible that what we know as vampires are, like, originally an alien parasite. You heard it here first, folks. The Cryptic Keeper <laughs> podcast. Vampires are alien parasites. You heard it here first. Was there really a need to move your face that close to the pop filter? I really wanted Just it lick to- it while you're up there. <laughs> I really wanted them to hear me getting up in their business. Can I just get the ASMR of you licking the pop filter, though? <laughs> no, I don't want it. It's no, got germs. <laughs> it's got germs on it. So I think that's a pretty good... <laughs> is that a good place to stop? That's as good a place to stop as any! <laughs> People are going to quit. People are going to rage quit this show. For the record, I did not actually lick the pop filter. I moved my hand toward it while keeping my face way back here. <laughs> um, wait, I don't know that for sure. Hello? Hello, is that you, Owen? No, it's me, a black-eyed child. May I please enter the premises? May I use your telegraph? May I use your telegraph? (laughs) I'm sorry, we don't have a telegraph. Then my curse upon your household. I am displeased. (laughs) Have a nosebleed. (laughs) Oh, no. See, this is one like Skinwalkers that I feel like if I laugh about it, it's going to come. Like, I'm going to get a knock on my window tonight, and I'm going to look, and there's going to be a child. What are you talking about? She was literally just right there. <laughs> literally just now, she knocked. Addison. Oh, my God. Stop ruining the audio fiction. Oh, my God. You're so right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, you actually... Did you see the genuine fear I in did. my eyes? Actually, you were consumed by some, like, <laughs> mysterious secret seventh emotion. <laughs> um, I'm really sorry this is not a video medium, because Alex just watched like pure terror cross over my face as I re- thought for just a moment that she meant there was genuinely a black eyed child here that I missed and didn't see but was here and that would have been the perfect moment actually for my own eyes to turn black how creepy would that have been but Addison <laughs> there's already one here <laughs> I would that would take be- that M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> How many people can we make angry? Surprise, next season we're bringing on M. Night Shyamalan as an executive producer of the Crypto Keeper podcast. Oh my god, that was the teaser. At the end of every podcast you find out it's secretly a different podcast you've been listening to the whole time. (laughs) Welcome to my brother. Um, oh my god. Oh my god. I was just trying to, I was, I can't even think TM, of it. TM, 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 I didn't want to steal any other groups, so I tried. I know. That's why I stopped after just saying. Mm-hmm. I understand. All right. So, I think, um, oh, survival tips? Don't. I guess. I guess. <laughs> survival tips are, I guess. Everyone so far who's met one of these things who just hasn't, has been fine. Yeah. So just don't. You're good. Just don't. They're creepy. Just like, don't let them in. Yeah, they're creepy. Like, Apparently, they can't come inside without your permission. Yeah. It's not like they're good at being tricky, either. Like, they're not good at tricking you. Yeah, because they're not trying to pull one over on you. They're telling you exactly what they want. You just have to say no. No, I just mean they're not... Which might be hard with, like, honestly... With how many millennials I know that have like severe social anxiety, like the black eyed children, problem. the black eyed children might be making a comeback. That's my biggest problem <laughs> is that I'm so scared, like of like interacting with strangers and being like mean or like rude or whatever. That if someone, if such, if a child is like, let me in your car, I'd probably just be like. Okay, kid, let's go. Like, if a child walked into you in the salon and said, give me the keys to your car, <laughs> would you like, hand them over? Yes, I would. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, they're, sure, I don't know if you can drive, you're 12, but here. Um, so, like, I guess Stand my biggest, yeah, I was gonna say, I guess my biggest survival tip here is really just, like, love yourself and, like, 
believe in yourself and like don't be afraid why are you doing this (laughs) (laughs) because this is what you do for dramatic effect you get so close to the microphone you're like kissing it you're gonna level out the noise anyway what are you doing i don't know addison keeps moving her face really really close to the microphone when she wants to emphasize something and i don't know um anyway but i do think that's a good survival tip in general just like own what you own yeah stand up for yourself like recognize that it's totally okay to like own your space and occupy it and not give it up to other people. And that is how you get through this crazy little mystery called life. I do have a very important announcement. Oh my gosh, go, yes. So I'm assuming that you, Addison, and most of our listeners have been following the updates on this game, and I'm not even sure how to say it out loud without feeling just so, so weird about it, but the Dream Daddy dating simulator. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Our good friend Brian tweeted a picture at me, which is uh, an intro to one of the Dream Daddies. It says, hey, meet your new neighbor, Robert. Wishlist dream daddy on Steam. Well, this is Robert Small. He's the bad dad. The one that, like, I know you're all into with the leather jacket. And, like, yeah. it's like, let's shirt. Like, you know, like, yes, he's, like, primo dad material. They're all good dads, but this is a good dad. Um, and he's actually kind of got, like... Not not black eyes in the sense that we were just talking about, but like it looks like he literally has some black eyes. Like did somebody check oh, this guy? No. Anyway, listen. So L- what's up? Likes, cool knives, waking up at 3 p.m. hunting cryptids. <gasps> Dislikes, small talk, when moviegoers don't stay for the credits, and emotional intimacy. Here's the thing though. So what I'm saying is I might be a dad. <laughs> Um, but I'm angry because he hunts them. Does he hunt them, like, look, to look at them, or does he try to hurt them? I don't think he tries to hurt them, although it does say he likes cool knives. See, that's what put me on edge. I don't like that. I don't know that those things are necessarily related. I hope they... They better Robert, not... Robert? Listen, Robert. <laughs> they better not be. Robert. Um, I see. Okay, listen, I was gonna say... Listen, Robert. Um, we, um... Uh, I don't have any other really announcements... Um, just keep liking and reviewing. Um, we know that, like, not all of you guys listen on iTunes, nor can you necessarily give us iTunes reviews, and that's totally fine. We appreciate all of your love in its many forms. If you are on iTunes, please go ahead and leave us some more reviews. Um, we have, I think, like, five or six more reviews till we get to 50, and then we'll give away some more stickers, and they look dope, so. They look so good. Speaking of, we are setting up a merch store. Yeah, we are. So That'll be up will eventually be for sale for those of you who didn't win one of the raffles. Yes. And, uh, that is where we will... Have all our cool kick-ass merch and eventually maybe shirts and stuff. It really depends. Yeah. Here we go. It's all good stuff. Um, and uh, we have some really cool kind of bigger stuff coming your way uh, in terms of just the show and everything. And just uh, thank you for your support. And we really hope you um, have, like, been enjoying what we've been giving you so far. And we hope to keep doing great stuff for you. And Oh, no. I found one of the other, like, Meet the Dads. And I this one is also very much... Was he's the cool dad? Likes daddy daughter concerts, putting foam hearts in people's lattes, making mixtapes. Dislikes weak coffee. People who don't handle records carefully, feeling uncomfortable in most social settings. Aww, he's good. Not cryptid related, but he's good. good. All right, so I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Um, thank you all so much. Um, hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there. <laughs>